Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul's best this morning. Lord, I say thank you for giving us a brand new day. Thank you for another opportunity to come into your presence. Thank you for the grace to bless you again this morning. Jesus, we thank you for the precious blood shed on the cross of Calvary. Thank you because by that blood we enter into the presence of the Father and we cry, Abba Father, this morning. We cry, Yahweh, this morning. We cry, Jehovah, this morning. King of kings, Lord of lords, we cry this morning, you are the hope of the nations. You are the hope of the whole world. We magnify you once again, Father, because you are holy. You are righteous. You are worthy to be praised. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time to read our Bibles again this morning, we ask that you will speak to us in your word and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue our study of the gospel. We are doing an harmony of the gospel study, and that involves us reading the accounts of the events of Jesus' life from the synoptic gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the book of John. Yesterday, uh, we started reading the Judean part of Jesus' ministry. We read from John chapter 7, we read, we got to chapter 8, and then we learned yesterday that the, the beginning part of chapter 8 is not originally in our Bible or should not be in our Bible. The story is there, it was inserted there, and then we explained the reason why. Today, we continue reading um, John chapter 8. You see this contention with Jesus between the Pharisees. We read that in John chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. We see Jesus is challenged as a prophet. His testimony cannot be trusted. The Pharisees were claiming. And we look at Jesus' response, response to them. We want to be able to get to John chapter 9, if we can today, and possibly, of course, that's stretching it. Uh, if we can, we'll get to Luke, Luke chapter 10, yes, uh, Luke chapter 10, a lawyer confronts, confronts Jesus, talks to Jesus about the kingdom. All right, please get your Bibles. A big thank you to everybody joining in this morning. God bless you. John chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. 
John chapter 8, verse 12, dispute over Jesus' testimony. When Jesus spoke again to the people, this is immediately after the events of the woman caught in the act of adultery. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me, that's a promise Jesus is making. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Yes, they challenged this testimony. Here you are appearing, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. How can you be claiming that you are the light of the world? They are saying, Jesus answered, verse 14, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. My testimony is valid. Actually, it is allowed in the law court for somebody to testify and defend, defend themselves. Jesus says, my testimony is valid, for I know, I know where I came from. I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. Since you judge by human standards, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, if I do judge, my decisions are true only in the part of Jesus' earthly ministry. Does Jesus not pass judgment on anyone? This is still an opportunity come. But the day is coming when Jesus will ride, coming at his second coming to be the judge of the whole earth and the judge of the whole world. He says in verse 16, but if I judge, my decisions are true. Hmm? My decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. Who sent me? Since in your own law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true, <laughs> so I am giving you my testimony, mine and my Father's testimony. Jesus is essentially saying, in your own law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. Eighteen, I am the one. I am one who testifies for myself. My own witness is the Father who sent me. Okay? So, like I say again, it would have been very difficult for these people to understand what they did mean by his Father. They all knew Joseph. Okay, so you see, my own, my other test witness is the Father, sorry. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your father? Because they know his father is dead at this time. Where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching. Of course, now John is the one speaking, right? He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one sees him because his hour had not yet come. Now, 
Just think about this dispute. Mary comes and claims that she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And now Jesus is claiming that they don't know his father. Of course, all of them know that Joseph was not the one that impregnated Mary. So in a sense, they are telling they would have been claiming that Jesus was a bastard. In fact, I'm sure that would have been one of the stigma that Mary would have had to carry. But for Joseph, accepting, accepting that this boy, this boy was his. But I am certain that there is no way it would have filtered out that she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit, or that was her claim. So when he says that you don't know, you don't know me or my father, you don't know my father, they would have been like, uh-uh, yes, now of course we don't know your father. You are an illegitimate child. Hallelujah. Let's let's read about the dispute. This other dispute with Jesus. We read from verse 21, disputing who Jesus is. Once more, Jesus said to them, I am going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. You will die in your sin. You can obviously you can see that all of these engagements are they are separate events, okay? Even though they are it's it feels as if they are written together. They are all separate events, separate encounters. Jesus says, I am going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sins. Since where I go, you cannot come. This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? I don't when you are reading now for those of us who have been christians for a while it makes sense okay it will make sense to you what jesus meant by saying by saying where i am going you cannot come okay but to them it will not it will not make sense where is he going to go as in physically physically the roman government was the dominant was a dominant um, empire at that time and they had colonized everywhere where is he going to go who is going to accept him okay so you say where i go you cannot come and they were wondering uh, is he planning to kill himself or is he planning to go to that there were people that jews were not allowed to intermingle with or is it planning to go to those people that's what they would have been thinking it says where it says you it says you will die in your sins where i go you made then this made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why, why he says, where I go, you cannot come? Verse 23, but he continued, you are from below, I am from above. You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, he will, you will indeed die in your sins. I read that again, verse 24. I told you that you would die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, that I am the one, the Messiah, I am the one God sent, you will indeed die in your sins. They asked him, who are you? They asked, 
just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I see again, very difficult for these people to understand. And that's what Jesus is finding out. They just could not understand. Just what I have been telling you from the beginning, Jesus replied, I have such, I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is trustworthy. And what I have heard from him, I tell the word. They did not understand what he was telling them about his father, obviously. So Jesus said, verse 28, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. When Jesus said, when you have lifted up, the, of course, he was referring to his own crucifixion and that they were going to be the one to accomplish, to accomplish it. Okay. So, um, but the Greek word here could also mean to exalt. Okay. But Jesus said, when you have lifted up the, the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. So the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases. I always do what pleases pleases him. Even as he spoke, many, says many, many believed, believed in him. Alright, so of course the dispute continues. Says twenty thirty one to the Jews who had believed in Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. To the Jews that believe in him, Jesus says, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This popular verse, John chapter eight, verse thirty two, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free they answered they answered him we are abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone how can you say that we shall be set free <laughs> of course the freedom jesus is talking about is spiritual freedom <laughs> freedom from bondage from satan is not talking about physical freedom because at this time they had been dominated by several empires, the Egyptian Empire. They were slaves at one time. And then the Assyrians, and then and then the Persians, and then the Babylonians. And now you have the Romans, okay? But this, they said, look, that look, how can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, 34, very truly I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. I am not talking about physical freedom. I'm talking about being slave to sin and being slave to the devil. You are a slave of, a, of, you are a slave of sin. You are automatically a slave to the devil. He says everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son, a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The Son who belongs to the family forever 
if he sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendant, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my words. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Okay, <laughs> so for them, they had just claimed that Abraham was their father or they are, they are Abraham's descendants. But he is tell, Jesus is telling them now that, look, I am telling you what I have seen of my own father. And you, you are doing what you have heard of your father. Okay? But Jesus is not referring to Abraham. <laughs> so Abraham is our father. They answered. You will see this, how this argument goes. Eventually they will say, okay, let's leave Abraham. God is our father. Abraham is our father, they answered. 39, if you were Abraham's children, if you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. If you were Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. But now you're not doing, you're not trying to do what Abraham did. Abraham believed in God. You would do what Abraham did. 40, as it is, as it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I had from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. <laughs> so, we are not illegitimate children. They protested. The only father we have is God himself. Okay, so let's leave Abraham. If you did not understand us, in other words, God is our father. Jesus said to them, verse 42, If God were your father, you would love me. If God were your father, you would love Jesus. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. So now Jesus is speaking plainly. You know, since he has been calling father, father, they don't know who he's talking about. Now he says, look, God sent me. I have not come on my home. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable, unable to hear what I say. There's a difference between, so hearing here, the Greek word for hearing here is understand. That's what it really means. To under, you are unable to understand what I say. They can hear him physically, but they just could not understand. 44, you belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. The native language of the devil is telling lies. He speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So yet, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Again, I said, understand. That's what Jesus is talking about. Okay? But Jesus tells them plainly, you are children of your father. Your father, eh? You are claiming that God himself is your father. Your father actually is the devil verse 46 the jews answered him aren't we right in saying that you are a samaritan 
and demon possessed can you imagine this accusation they of course the contention was whether joseph was his father or not so they are saying by saying that he is a samaritan they are claiming that most likely a samaritan impregnated impregnated mary okay so they said aren't we right in saying that you are a samaritan and a and demon possessed i am not possessed by a demon said jesus verse 49 but i honor my father and you dishonor me i am not seeking glory for myself but there is one who seeks it and he is he is the judge verily i tell you whoever obeys my word will never will never see that whoever obeys my word though jesus said will never see that at this they exclaimed of course jesus is not talking about physical death he's talking about spiritual death so whoever verily i tell you whoever obeys my word will never see death at this they exclaimed now we know that you are demon possessed abraham died and so did the prophets Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. You see now, eh, in hindsight now, <laughs> you, you are laughing at them, right? <laughs> Just like I am laughing right here. Because the conversation now makes sense to us. But in hindsight, okay, they just could not understand what he was saying. Okay, so they said, yeah, look, how can you say that? Whoever, whoever obeys your words, listens to your words, obeys them, will, will never see death. How can you say that? He said, Abraham died, and so did the prophets. The prophets, yet you say that whoever obeys your words will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Hmm. He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, eh, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. So now you will understand why. Eh, you won't understand it when you are reading the synoptic gospel. Why they really wanted to kill him. Eh? It was because he was claiming God as his father. And they knew him. Okay, if that claims stands, they know the implications because it meant that he himself was God. So he said, Look, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his words. Your father Abraham, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. In other words, he saw it in the, in the future. He saw the possibility of this day happening and he, he was glad. 57, you are not yet 50 years old. They said to him, ah God, Jesus was a tormentor. <laughs> because this okay so listening to the conversation now it we understand what jesus is saying but they could just it's like two different people seeing from two different perspectives 
arguing about something you know from two different planets okay it's like as if they were living on two different planets and they are arguing about what life is on on the separate planets and you've never been to the other one so how can you be arguing so they said you are not yet 50 years old they said to him and you have seen abraham <laughs> of course jesus has seen abraham because jesus is alpha and omega okay he had a life before his before his physical life on this earth okay so abraham yes indeed abraham saw his days and was glad he says you are not yet 50 years old and they said to him and you have seen abraham <laughs> very truly i tell you jesus answered before abraham was i am for those who claim that Jesus never claimed that he was God. When Jesus says here that before Abraham was born, before Abraham was born, I am. They understood. They look okay, they might not have understood. The whole conversation was just was just so messed up for them. They just could not understand what Jesus was saying. But this final point they understood because 59 says at this they picked up stones to stone him but jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds so now you understand why they wanted to kill jesus okay in the in the synoptic gospel it was because jesus said that i am remember moses at the burning bush how moses asked God, you are sending me to your children, the children of Israel. If they ask me, what is your name? What do I tell them? God tells Moses, tell the children of Israel that I am, I am sent me to you. So when Jesus claims this, remember he has been saying that he is that God is his father. They, they, they understood the implication. Okay, So in the Jewish culture, a son comes to a point where he is able to claim that he is the father. After his bam is far, everything he does is as if the father is the one doing it. So now that he says he is I am, Jesus is saying essentially saying that he is God. Okay? That was why they okay. Let us quickly settle this matter. Let's settle it today. Let's use stones. Let's see whether stones will not touch you. Okay, so let's move on to John, John chapter 9. So we will not be able to get, I'm not sure we can even get, get to John chapter 10 today. Okay, so John chapter 9. Here we'll read about Jesus healing a man that was born blind, and we know all of the all of the hula balu that came from this story still reading the book of john okay so john chapter 9 from verse 1 as he went along he saw a man blind from birth his disciples asked him rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind neither this man nor his parents sinned in other words jesus nullifying as, as if someone can as in being existing before they were born and so they committed a sin somewhere or, or for those who claim reincarnation 
okay so the way you live this present life you will then be reincarnated okay jesus was nullifying all of that neither this man nor his parents sinned said god said jesus but this happened so that the works of god might be displayed in him as long as it is day we must do the works of him who sent me night is coming when no one can walk while i am in the world i am the light of the world why i am in the world i am i am the light of the world after this is is pit on the ground made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes go he told him wash in the pool of silwam which this word means saint watch wash in the pool of of the saints or saints so the man went and washed and came home seeing his neighbors and those who had formerly seen seen him begging acts isn't this the man who used to sit and beg some claim that he was others said no he only looks like him but he himself insisted i am the man the man himself insisted i am the man so you see when research okay those who were investigating would have been trying to find out you know all of this some of them would have met these people the man himself claimed that i am the man how then were your eyes opened they asked he replied the man they called jesus made mud and put it on my eyes he told me to go to silwam and watch so i went and watched and then i could see where is this man they asked him he was blind when when jesus put the mud on his eyes so how could you be asking him where is this where where is this man they asked him i don't know he said okay so obviously they would have brought him brought him to the pharisees because a miracle had taken place or everybody knew he was born blind since they brought they brought to the pharisees the man who had who had told who had been blind now the day on which jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a sabbath therefore the pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight he put mud mud on my eyes the man replied and i washed and now i see some of the pharisees said this man is not from god for he does not keep the sabbath but others asked how can the sinner perform such signs so they were divided 17 then they turned again to the blind man what have you to say about him it was your eyes he opened the man replied he is a prophet you asked my my okay humble opinion the man said he is a prophet they still did not believe that he had been born <laughs> he had been born he had been blind and had received his sight until until they sent for the man's parents is this your son they asked is this the one you say was born blind how is it that now he can see i don't know how you expect the parents to be able to answer okay he's old enough he's a man we know he's our son the parents answered and we know and we know he was born blind but how he can he can see now or who opened his eyes we don't know ask him he is of age he will speak for himself his parents said this because they were afraid of the jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that jesus was the messiah would be put out of the synagogue 
That was why his parents said he is of age. Ask him. In other words, they were throwing their son under the bus. A second time they summoned the man who had been born, who had been blind, give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, We know this man is a sinner, he replied. Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. 26, then they asked him, what did he do to you? <laughs> How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they heard insults at him and said, you are you are this, this fellow's disciples. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Uh, the man answered, now, now, that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. Eh? <laughs> he has evidence, yet he has proofs of where he comes from, but yet, yet you don't know where he comes from. 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly, to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were, you were steep in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. They threw him out because he was saying the truth. Lord, give us the courage to be able to say the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus. I was blessed by that. Let's pray as we go. Father, we ask, open our eyes like this man. Help us to see you clearly. Help us to be courageous to stand for the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we say thank you. We accept today that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.